Hey girl, hey. So today I want to talk to you guys about my journey from making no money to, you know, selling six figures on my Amazon store and my Etsy shop is in the five figures. So I want to share my journey with you in hopes that you can see what it looks like and you know, I've made some mistakes along the way, which I will share with you guys. And I just want to give you some perspective. So let's do it. Welcome back to the Beginner Mom Boss Podcast, the place to get real, raw, and honest advice on starting and scaling a successful and profitable online store. Hey mama, I'm Juliana, and I have grown a very successful Amazon store and Etsy shop, and they only have one product each. Say what? As your homegirl, I'm here to simplify this process for you, hold your hand, and walk you through every step of creating your own success. Because girl, I got you. So grab your kombucha and hide in the closet so the kids can't find you. It's time to do this. Let's dig in. So before we start, I just want to remind you guys that now not only do I offer coaching, I also have some courses and I made them all super affordable, like actually affordable so that you can... Whether you're looking to start your Etsy shop and you want to start on the right foot, I have I have an Etsy course. If you just need help with um, SEO or need help with your photos, I've got you. I've got you, girl. I got your back. All right. So head over to my website, julianabarbadi.com/slash work with me, so you can see all the ways that I can help you. But now let me tell you my journey, and I actually want to give you a little bit of my backstory because. I'm very open about my life, but I don't think I've ever actually shared all my journey, my life with you guys. So I'm going to do that today in this podcast. So if you don't know where my accent's from, I'm originally from Brazil and um, a very, very, very tiny town in the middle of nowhere in the state of Sao Paulo, not the city. Okay, I'm not that cool. So just a small town, you know, in South America somewhere. And I moved, I moved to the United States when I was um, 14 years old. And when I moved here, um, my mom left a, like a nice job in Brazil to have more opportunities, right? Like the reason, the number one reason why people leave their countries to go to the United States is to have a better life. So my mom left her nice job behind to give me more opportunities and a better future. And she became a housekeeper. So y'all, like imagine me being a teenager and on the weekends, instead of like being a teenager and doing fun things, my mom used to take me house cleaning with her. And can I just tell you, it was so bad for me. Like I hated it so much because my mom, she had clients who had like, like she would go to this women's house and like they had teenage kids of their own and I would have to go in there you know, and clean their room. And it was just like so sucky. Like I, I really felt embarrassed because I didn't want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with like kids my age. And it was just like a really bad experience for me. And like in retrospect, you know, like I, I get it. Like why my mom took me with her. Like I had to help her and all this stuff. But like at that time in my life when I was a teenager, it was like the worst possible thing you could ever do to me. But anyway, um, I went to school for culinary arts because I love to cook. Back then there was like the food network and like, you know, YouTube wasn't a thing back then. You know, your girl is 35. But anyway, um, 
I was just like very into like all these cooking shows and stuff. And I loved cooking. I really did. So I went to school for culinary. And aside from my mom, everybody in my family, because if you don't know a South American family, it's not just, you know, your mom and your dad and your siblings. It's everybody. Your extended family is your family. Okay. So my family i.e. my extended family, um, they gave me such a hard time. What was I thinking? Going to culinary school, becoming just a cook. I was so much better than that. I was too pretty to go to culinary school. Like all these things, you guys, like just dumb stuff, I'll tell you. But anyway, I went ahead and I finished, you know, uh, my, my, my cooking degree and I cooked. Uh, back then I was living in South Florida and I cooked for some really awesome like restaurants, like really some fancy restaurants. Um, but then after a couple, well, more than a couple of years, probably like five years or so of just uh, being burned out by my family, you know, just always on my case of about me cooking and not having that support. But also, the industry is very brutal. If you if you have ever worked um, in a kitchen cooking or as a chef or whatever, like you know, it's a very brutal environment. You know, it's very competitive. Um, it just it's I just wasn't vibing it with it anymore, and I didn't have the support for my family. So then. I quit um, that job and I started working at Whole Foods again as a cook, but I was just kind of looking for something where I could still cook and like love my job, but not have that pressure of working in a kitchen and like, you know, try to become a chef and all that. So I worked at Whole Foods cooking for, I don't know, probably a year or so. I don't remember very well, but um, that was, you know, a different experience for me because it's just very different working from like a fine fine dining restaurant to then going to work at Whole Foods you know it's just very different and then after Whole Foods because I didn't last there very long like one or two years um, I decided that I was going to go back to school but I needed money to go back to school because by this time I was probably like I think 25 26 I'm not sure but anyway um, I wanted to go back to school or I didn't want to, but my family forced me into that direction. And by family, I don't mean my mom. My parents are divorced. But um, my extended family, was they kept pushing me to go back to school. And I decided to study nutrition because I still like food and I wanted to stay in, in that environment. So I needed money to go back to college. So I started waitressing. And if you ask me, like, what's the best job I've ever had, like the funnest job waitressing you guys I love waiting tables I don't know that I would be down for that today I don't know but maybe because I just I love it so much you know it's just fun it has like the right amount of stress and you make good money like in the United States like I could never do this in Italy now where I am because you'd make no money but anyway like it was just fun you know so then I go back to school I you know I save up some money I go back to school and I started studying dietetics and nutrition. Oh, by the way, before all this happened, I wanted to work in a yacht, cooking in a yacht because you can make stupid money and you get to travel all over the world and, you know, cooking for rich people. But uh, that didn't work out because my family kept pushing me not to do it. So that's when I decided to go to school and study nutrition. But anyway, uh, probably a year after I started my degree, I decided that I'm going to go backpacking in Europe. And it was just like a short trip. It was just like two weeks. And that's when I met my husband. So I meet my husband and the rest is history. You know, like I met him January of 2015. And then March, your girl finds out she's pregnant. So 
I was living a comfortable life, you know, because I had a job. At that time, I wasn't working as a waitress anymore. I actually had a job that was more aligned uh, with, uh, you know, nutrition and dietetics and all that. And I was working for a nonprofit. But, you know, I was making good money for like a single girl. You know what I'm saying? But then now here I was pregnant. And then my husband and I, of course, decided to get married because he then needed to get, uh, he needed to be able to stay in the United States because when he came to visit me, he was literally visiting me. So he was on a European ESTA visa, which they only give you three months to stay in the country. So the plan, that wasn't the plan, but now I was pregnant and it was like, okay, we're doing this, you know? So then we got pregnant and my husband couldn't work um, because when you're waiting for your green car and stuff to come, it's illegal for you to work, okay? So then here I am working. I went back. I quit my job with the nonprofit, and I went back to work at Whole Foods because the, the job with the nonprofit, I had to drive a lot, and I just couldn't because I had the worst um, morning sickness. And then, long story short, I go back to work at Whole Foods, and... Um, I'm supporting my husband because he literally could not work. It was illegal for him to work. And it wasn't until like probably October of 2015 that um, he got his green card and he could work. And then that's when I stopped working at Whole Foods because I was about to have a baby. So November, that was, um, that's when my daughter was born. And I was really super exhausted. There were many things that happened during my pregnancy that I don't want to bore you guys with, um, all this, but I, I wanna, I'm gonna share my journey with you. I just wanted to give you a backstory on my life so you understand who I am and where I come from, okay? It's not like I grew up with like the silver spoon or the ghost spoon or whatever, whatever spoon, you know? So, anyway, um, when my daughter was born, like remember, I, up until this point, I was the only one working. So I had to make sure that the rent we were paying, um, I could afford, right? And the only thing we could afford at that time with like me working part-time, mind you, at Whole Foods was a studio apartment, like literally you guys, in one of the worst neighborhoods in South Florida, okay? Like really, really bad neighborhood, like cop came knocking on my door a few times to ask me about the neighbor because the neighbor was a drug dealer, like that type of a neighborhood. Okay. So imagine me like it, 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 it was terrible. It was a terrible time in my life, you guys. But then slowly, you know, because then my husband started working and my husband was just like going all out, you know, like just working all these hours. And then, uh, we were able to get out of that apartment and then we moved to like a nicer area, and again, in South Florida, and now we're we're living in Boca now, which if you know anything about Boca, it's, it's a nicer place to live. And anyway, he starts doing like a bunch of like, you know, he has a job and he's doing all this uh, side gigs and stuff like that. And then little by little, like we start to come out of, of all the, the really, the poverty that we were in, you know? So then... Um, I was like, since I was pregnant with my daughter, I wanted to start a business. And, and I just kept thinking like, how can I do this? How can I do this? How can I do this? And it was in 2015 that I found out about YouTube and the power that YouTube has that you can make money with it. So I was like, I'm going to become like an influencer. But I, I didn't go that route directly. Like I was thinking like, I want to start a business where I use YouTube to leverage like my business, you know? So that's how I was thinking. That never, like, it was just an idea. It was just a dream. Never worked out. I never even started that business idea. But I kept, you know, thinking of ways that I could make money from home because my husband was the only one working and he was never home because he was literally always working, like weekends, weekdays, like always doing all these things so that, you know, I could stay home with my daughter. So anyway, 
I thought that I was going to become like a web developer because I was like, you know, I need a job that I can study from home and it's a job that's going to be relevant in the market. So I'm going to, I'm going to learn web developing. And I, guys, I like, I hardly know how to turn out a computer. Like I'm not techie at all. And my husband was like, uh, I don't think that's for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think you need to try something else. And back then I was very much into Gary V. And I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become an influencer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take pictures with, you know, my floaty over here, my flamingo floaty, and I'm going to make money that way. And guys, I just couldn't because I had like this little baby and she was so, so, so demanding to this day. She's my demanding child and that was never going to happen. So fast forward to 2018 and my husband saw a video on YouTube of, you know, how I made six figures on Amazon or, you know, something along those lines. And he watched the video. Then he told me, he was like, let's start an Amazon store. And I'm like, we can't do that. Like Jeff Bezos owns Amazon, like he sells on, on, on Amazon. And he was like, no, it's actually not true. Um, it's a bunch of little businesses that sell on Amazon. Like Amazon is made up by, by little businesses. Like Amazon sells too, but it's mostly all the small businesses. And I was like, okay, let me look into this. And I was like, okay, we got this. We can do it. So then I started started diving deep into Amazon. And then my husband is like over here just getting distracted by something else, you know, because my husband, you guys, he's autistic and he he has ADD as well. Like he's just like not in the zone. My husband is like just doing, he, he started like another project and I'm like, we're doing Amazon, you know? So then we've um, come up with a bunch of different products to launch. So the first idea that we had, it was a really awesome product idea, but it was going to be super expensive for us to launch. And we just didn't have that kind of money to launch that product. So then we go into the second product idea, which I hated the product that my husband came up with, but he was like, and he was just so there for it. And I was like, this is a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea. But anyway, we ordered this product, but then we find out that the supplier was totally scamming us. Okay. So then it was a whole ordeal and it was just, a, you know, the hot mess for a hot minute and we got out of that product we we're able to somehow like a miracle we we're able to like not lose any money with that interaction and then we find a product that I want to go with that I have been wanting to go with from the get-go but my husband wasn't listening to me you know so then we go with the product that I picked and uh, by, by this time by the time we got to launch it was April of 2018. It was March or April. I don't remember exactly, but it was somewhere on there, okay? And we launched the product. And the product's there. You know, we're doing the things, you know, like we, we have a little bit of strategy. We have some YouTube videos and we have that going, you know, like just some strategies to to bring traffic to, to the Amazon store. And my husband is working on like the PPC and stuff like that. So, you know, we're just letting that work. Meanwhile, my husband and I are just kind of like, okay, what's next? You know, what do we do? Because Amazon, once you start, it's very passive, you guys. Like you literally just sit there, like you come in a few times a week and you see what's going on. Of course, you want to respond to clients and reviews and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's it's very, very, very passive, you know? So then... And around May, my husband looks at me, he goes like, I want to quit my job, I'm so miserable. And then by this time, I had two babies, you know, I had my my daughter and then my, my a newborn son. And 
I was just like, you should totally quit. That's such a good idea because we're going to be so rich off of Amazon. Like, just totally go for it because I'm tired. I need to rest. These kids are driving me crazy. I haven't slept in I don't know how long. Anyway, husband quits the job. And a few months later, he decides that he wants to open a marketing agency, you guys. So then I'm like, okay, let's do this. We can do it. So Amazon's going, okay, on the side. And it's just doing its thing. It's working on the side. And then at some point, you know, when we're deciding that we're going to open this marketing agency, my, uh, my husband is also, or not my husband, I have the brilliant idea of launching a jewelry line, um, on my, on my Amazon, on our Amazon store. So then we go for the jewelry and I was like, man, we're going to make so much money off of this. It's going to be crazy. So then jewelry flops it was just like a total flop we had to like withdraw or take it out of amazon it was just like it was just a dumb idea okay thankfully it was cheap but still we lost money okay and then we started working on again on the marketing agency but it never went anywhere because we just weren't into it and then um fast forward to i think 2019 my husband and I decided that we're going to launch a, a third product. And my husband was in love with um, this particular product that, that I was not happy with. I was like, this is a bad idea. I don't think we should go for this, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, no, I have faith in this product. So then we launched the product. It's another flop. Okay, y'all. So it wasn't until 2020, in the middle of a pandemic, that we hit our six figures. And... The reason why I'm telling you guys this story in this very, very lengthy episode is because I want you to understand that it didn't happen overnight, but it didn't need to take so long because my husband and I were getting distracted, right? Like we were like, I was just over here thinking we should go for this product because we're going to make so much money. And then he was like, no, we should go for this product because we're going to make so much money instead of focusing long-term on the growth on growing a brand and just focusing on that, like really nailing down who we are and what we're going to do and how we're going to grow this brand. Just really thinking long-term, we were getting distracted, launching a bunch of different products that were not in the same niche. Um, trying to start businesses on the side that had nothing to do with Amazon instead of going deep with Amazon. You know, we just kind of took Amazon for granted for a hot minute. Um, and I'm sharing this with you so you learn from my mistakes. So it doesn't take you 2018, 19, 20. Yeah, so it doesn't take you two years to get to the point where you're selling six figures. Now, I also want you to keep in mind that this isn't a get rich quick scheme like no matter how focused you are and you do all these things right and, and you like put your head down it's still not going to happen overnight you still have to put you know put your head down and work you still have got to make it happen okay so I'd love for you to learn from my mistakes and you know not jump back and forth through you know all, just these different projects you know I want you to focus but I want you to remember that it's not gonna be quick okay there is an investment of time and it'll pay off now imagine if on the first year of our amazon store where where we i think we only sold like twenty thousand dollars imagine if back then we had looked at each other and said this is not worth it well what's the point you know we're not making any money like we lost money that year like what was the point okay and imagine if we had quit 
now we wouldn't be here right now, you know, with a store that's making six figures. So patience, guys, patience. We, we got to remember that good things take a, a long time and we are living in this world of instant gratification where everything com comes quick, where you can place an order on Amazon and have it delivered to your house the same day. Like, this is crazy, y'all. It's a crazy time to be alive, but... As much as we can enjoy enjoy the amenities of modern life, we also have to take in consideration that just because things come quick and quick and quick and we can go to our phone and start businesses nowadays doesn't mean that it's the 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 return on your investment is gonna be just as quick. Things are still gonna take time, especially when you're talking money. It's not gonna happen overnight. So I just need you to remember this when you're getting frustrated that you're not selling. At the, at the velocity that you're you're hoping for and things are not working out like you were hoping for. I don't want you to go ahead and quit your job if you have a day job. I don't want you to go ahead and quit your job as soon as you launch your, your shop. I want you to quit your job when working your, your job is actually causing you to lose money. So going to work, it's just not worth it because you make more money on your business. That's when you quit your job, okay? And I know this is not what you want to hear, But I'm going to keep it real with you guys because not too many coaches out there are being honest with you. Like they're just selling the dream. They're making the Kool-Aid and you're drinking the Kool-Aid and it's just not cool. Like I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like that's why you come to this podcast because you're here for real and raw and honest and vulnerable. Like you're not here for just another pep talk that you're going to start your shop and then sell hundreds of thousands of dollars because that's not reality. You're going to get there at some point, but it's not going to be overnight. So I just want to, you know, set the, the clear expectations because a lot of us don't have this. I didn't have clear expectations when um, I started Amazon back, back, you know, back in the day. Now with Etsy, when I came to Etsy, I had an idea of what to do. And I was like, let's try this Etsy thing out. And um, when I first decided that I was going to sell on Etsy, it was actually in like, probably September, October of 2019, I was like, I'm not sure about this. I don't understand it. And I was like, okay, whatever. But then, you know, nothing like a pandemic to kick you in the butt. And you're like, okay, we're doing this ready or not. Here I come. And I started the shop. I started with some digital products and they just weren't selling. And the reason why the, my digital products didn't sell is because I, back then I, I wasn't too concerned about having like an external strategy to, to bring people to my shop. So I wasn't really focused on, you know, creating content. Like I always tell you guys to create content outside of, you know, just not focus on Etsy, create content outside of Etsy to bring people in. So I wasn't thinking about that because I thought that Etsy was just like different. I thought Etsy is just like this gold mine for digital products. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to put it there and it's going to work. And then I tried that for a month and it wasn't working. So I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't it. Um, I sold a few of them, a few of my uh, digital products, but it just wasn't going. So then I was like, okay, what can we do? So then, um, there was a product that I, that I nailed down and I was like, okay, we're going to sell this. And I, I list my product the, and like in May, my, my physical product, I, I listed it. And then like probably a week later I get a sale and I was like, this is awesome. This is so cool. Like the first time you hear the cha-ching, it's, uh, you're not even, ex I didn't even know about the cha-ching y'all, but it's so cool. Right. So then I made a sale, super excited. And then the sales just started to come in consistently 
So I was like, okay, cool. Like this is working. So then I went super heavy on Pinterest and uh, having some other organic marketing strategies to drive traffic. And on Etsy, I, I saw a shift in my shop. Like sales were super crazy after I hit 100 sales. But, it, you know, it didn't take me that long to get to 100 sales. But after I got to 100, it's like I jumped to 500, like so quick, you know. So I would say that the first 100 sales are probably the hardest to get, at least in my experience. But after you get to those 100 sales, it just comes more easily. You know, it just flows more easily, just flows better. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Because I just want you to have very clear expectations um, of what to expect, you know, like how long is this going to take? What is this journey going to look like? Can I really make money? Yes, yes, you can make money, but it's not going to happen overnight. Guys, there's no job that can you can make money overnight, right? Like, or is there, like, am I missing something? Because because I, I just don't think that's the reality, you know, and I just want to I needed to come here and, and share this with you guys, share my journey to also let you know that at the end of the day, y'all, I am just like this girl from South America, divorced parents who, you know, went to the United States as a teenager and was confused for most of her life. And if you think about it, guys, like I, the ads were the ads, the odds were not in my favor. You know what I'm saying? Like, things weren't going for me. Things were always very hard. Like I was living in the hood, y'all, for a hot minute, you know, with a baby, with a newborn baby. And guys, like to see how far I've come, you know, it's just, it should tell you that if I can do it, and I know it sounds so cheesy, but it's true. If I can do it, you guys, you can do it too, because there are no limitations. And that's the beauty about the United States, because I feel like anybody can go to the United States and make their dreams happen. Um, and, and it's even, it's, it's crazy for me to think that, you know, I had nothing going for me. There's nothing special about me, you guys. I wasn't like, you know, the brightest student in high school. Like I tried really hard. I had like a, whatever, 3.6 GPA, whatever, but I wasn't like on a roll. I wasn't 4.0. I didn't have straight A's, you know. Um, I studied culinary. Like all, all these things in my life didn't, I don't know. It's not just a life that you look at and you're like, oh yeah, she was always an entrepreneur. Like it was always there. Like, of course she was going to make it, you know, like th th there's nothing in my journey in my life that tells you that I was, uh, I was always going to make it, you know, and you just need perseverance and you need to not give up. You need to know that things are going to take time, which I know it's not what you want to hear. Like what you, what you want me to tell you right now is that you're going to have success right away and it's going to be quick. It's going to be easy and you're just going to fly through it and it's going to be like amazing. But that's not the reality. It can happen for some people, but it's not the majority of people, you know? So this is just a little bit of like me sharing my life with you to give you a little reality check uh, so that you, you can have the right expectations and you just know what to you know, what to look for when you're in this journey, you know, how long are things going to take? And if you stay focused, so the biggest advice I have to give it to you is stay focused, put your head down, don't look at your competitors, um, you know, take a social media detox and follow people that are not adding things to your life. Uh, don't go looking at your competitor stuff. Don't compare yourself to others. And 
you get to decide what your journey is going to look like. So just because, you know, I don't know, you guys, like you feel like you have family that's always putting pressure on you to be a certain way. It wasn't until I broke ties with my family because they're putting so much pressure on me to be somebody I wasn't that I actually was able to fly and be the person I want to be and step into my purpose, you know? Now, you don't have to go ahead and cut ties with your family like I did. I'm just, you know, a little extreme like them, kind of like all or nothing. But learn how to have discernment for what people tell you because even though, you know, people might have their best intentions in in helping you and giving their opinions, you have to remember that sometimes people are coming from a place of fear and people are afraid for us. They, they, They just want us to succeed but they want us to succeed in in a way that they think success looks like. So, you know, if you ask me what success looks like and I ask you what success looks like and we ask another third friend, we're all going to have very different definitions of success, you know? So sometimes we get so caught up in what friends and family are telling us that we get afraid and, and we have all this fear and sometimes we just need to go for our dreams and try it out for ourselves. And I think... We deserve it to, you know, to us to go ahead and try these things out, you know. And anyway, now I feel like I'm going off on a tangent. But the point is, girl, yeah, I, you know, I did it. I'm here and I'm sharing my journey with you guys. But it wasn't overnight. It was hard work. And just put put your head down, work and focus. Like limit the distractions, focus on the one thing and make it really great. And then you're going to see results. Anyway, mama, until next time, remember that you are capable, you are strong, you can do hard things, including waiting for your business to soar. And until next time, may you be wrapped in peace, love and kindness, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could take 30 seconds to leave me a review and then share this episode with a friend. And if today's episode fired you up and you're ready to go deeper and take your online store to the next level, I got you, girl. Head over to julianabarbati.com for more info on private coaching and courses. And listen, I am so excited for you to go after your dreams. I'm so proud of you. Until next time, you got this, boo.